It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And the coaching merry-go-round is set to begin with Kiwi Wayne Pivak under immense pressure to keep his job at Wales while Eddie Jones is set to learn his fate as England coach coach this week after just winning five games this year. Warren Gatlin has been linked to both roles while Scott Razor Ray Robinson is in the mix to coach England. Joining us to discuss all this is Daily Mail rugby correspondent Chris Foy. Chris, how you doing bud? Morning, guys. Yeah, good to join you, and it's certainly a busy time. It is a busy time. Just quickly, how have we got to the situation with England? Five games. Is it tactically? Is it technically? Is it just the boys and players are just given up and lost faith in Needy Jones? What is it? They've just made no progress since the World Cup, and and unfortunately, the uh, the bosses at the RFU have had their heads buried in the sand for too long sort of hoping it would all come right. And I think the noises outside the walls have got louder and louder. And a, a really significant moment was the end of the last game against South Africa when the Twickenham crowd booed the team off. And they are a very patient, loyal fan base. Mm. And when they start turning on the team, I think that the people in the posh seats from the RFU board will have been sort of sitting very uncomfortably listening to that. Because they've sort of tried to block out the reality of what's been going on, that the results have been poor, there's been no sign of progress, no sign of a game plan, no sign of anything, and they kept being convinced that it'll be all right on the night in terms of the World Cup, and I think they're just running out of patience. They finally realised this is not going the way it's supposed to. Hey Chris, so so today's meant to be D Day. They've called a meeting. They've called uh, Eddie Eddie into a, a room. What what do we expect? Uh, we expect he's going to be sacked. Um, we uh, it's it's always sort of quite secretive these things. The union try and keep it all hush hush about the exact machinations of the process. I know that some of the players have been asked to give feedback independently of Eddie Jones um, to the RFU about their their sort of views about the the whole setup, the whole England setup. And and to be honest, he does have a very strong core of loyal senior players who would walk through a fire for Eddie Jones. So, you know, he's got some very loyal sort of guys in that squad who have based their international career on the sort of pathways provided for them, and they swear by him. But there's also a bit of unrest amongst the wider squad, I think. And that, so they've had player reviews, and now Eddie Jones has been away in France doing going about his business, looking at hotels and training bases and whatever for the World Cup. He's come back, and now he's due to meet the panel tomorrow who will decide his fate so my understanding is they're going to meet uh, tomorrow afternoon he will be in theory allowed to sort of present his case 
um, and then they make a decision. And in theory, they make a re- recommendation. The chief executive of the RFU, Bill Sweeney, then presents to the board of the union on Tuesday and they will ratify whatever decision is made. Oh, it's hard to see them continuing this on because England five wins this year and, you know, I saw that that booing from the home crowd and we had uh, Will Greenwood on and he said one of us, you, you get an understanding when people don't mind paying 150 quid for a seat but then one of the most passionate and loyal supporters goes away and says he'll never go back and watch a game again, then you know something's quite wrong. So who do you want? Who would you love to see? Say it. Tell everyone here down under in New Zealand you want him. Who do you want him to? Who do you want to coach England? Well, if it was up to me, I'd poach your guy, Scott Robertson. Um, <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> uh, luckily for Kiwis listening, I don't think uh, a I'm not in charge, which is a relief to everyone, and uh, b I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the the sort of assumption in these parts is that they're going to go to Steve Borthwick. Whether or not that happens instantly or whether that happens Mm -hmm. down the line and they find a way of sort of staggering the process. Um, Borthwick is seen as the nailed on favourite. There's a lot of chatter amongst the the rugby establishment here that it's already a done deal and that Leicester have been trying to, you know, interview to replace him for some time. There are players I've spoken to who said that they've heard it's just done, that he's going to be taking over. Now, in theory, it isn't done. And I know that Scott Robertson... Ronan O'Gara and Steve Borthwick all had interviews on the same day last month um, to discuss whether they would be interested and sound them out and and, uh, let the RFU get a feel for each of those three candidates. Since then, Ronan O'Gara has ruled himself out and he's signing a new contract with La Rochelle to stay there Mm. and try and help them win the European Cup again. So in theory, it's down to two people. But that was based on appointing someone to take over after the World Cup. Now suddenly they might have to appoint someone to take over on Wednesday. So it's, uh, <laughs> it's obviously a slightly, a slightly different scenario. And, and a personal, just my personal take is, I don't think it's fair to throw either of those front runners for the job straight into an emergency. Personally, mm. I think they should be trying to get a Warren Gatland or someone of that calibre, and there aren't many, to come in and do a caretaker job and allow the person they want to take over after the World Cup to sort of sit in there within the setup, work with him, allow that transition process to take place under a guy who knows exactly how to run a team at this level and, and could get England in shape for a World Cup in reasonably good order and knows what he's talking about in this part of the world um, and then allow the new man to take over. And, and, and yeah, well, the personal view is I would, quite, I would quite like to see Scott Robertson because I just think he would bring a, a breath of fresh air and do something different. But I don't oh, think it's going to go that way. I've been coached by him, and uh, you'll absolutely love his way of thinking. I think the players will really enjoy it. I've, we spoke to Mike Brown, a former fullback for England, and he was with mm. the Barbarians, and he just said, "I will not. I'll go to the RFU and make ensure that Razor Ray doesn't get back on his flight back to New Zealand, and, and stop him in all cases." But you touched on it, Warren Gatlin. So Warren Gatlin's obviously been linked to both roles. Wayne Pivak is under so much pressure there at Wales. Can you see him potentially going back and, and jumping back into the Wales seat? Yeah, it's really interesting, that. Because all of a sudden, I mean, Warren Gatlin's been up here doing uh, commentary, uh, punditry sorry, um, during the mm. Autumn Internationals. And it's at times been slightly excruciating watching the process and at times fascinating because he's their pitch side with a microphone, and at times has Wayne Pivak coming over and standing next to him to have post-match interviews. 
And they're sort of asking about the whole issue of the struggle Wales were having, Pivak under pressure. And then he'd go walking off and they'd say, well, Warren, do you fancy it? And of course, he's sort of dodging it and trying not to be put on the spot. It's really strange dynamic when you stood there in that role and everyone's linking you to going back in again. I think half of the WIU board were taken back in a heartbeat. He did an incredible job for them papering over the cracks where they are struggling below the surface, but he managed to make them look pretty presentable to the world and, you know, put up a fight in World Cups and won Grand Slams and so on. The trouble is, I also think that if they've not already done a deal, and I did hear a whisper at the end of last week that it's already almost been sort of lined up by Wales that he will come back in. That's not confirmed. That was a strong rumour. If it's not done, if I was the RFU, I think he's exactly the guy to do that. Come in. Take hold of it. He he took over Wales, and three months after a World Cup disaster, he won them a Grand Slam. So he knows how to turn the team around quickly. He knows what he's doing in this part of the world. We know that the Kiwi view of Warren Gatland is maybe slightly different in in rugby circles down there. Is maybe slightly different to here, but here he has a proven track record, and I would trust him to be the right person to do it. And they would then have to find a way of saying, well, if you're picking Borthwick or you're picking Robertson or a another some other random candidate, we haven't got wind of at all, then you've got to integrate him. And it's got to work in that way so that it's slightly seamless. And against all tradition, they don't make a complete figure of it when it comes to succession planning. Beautiful, Chris. We appreciate your time, mate. The Kiwis, eh? Wanted up there in the north. Who would have thought, mate? Who would have thought? Thank you so much for your time, Chris, for UK correspondent rugby for the Daily Mail. Take care, mate. There he is. Giving us a little update on what's going on. Who's going to take over Wales, England? Well, this week is a big week 